Deal with the country, a bit of pink for you, bad influence. How do we segue from bad influence into an increase in the minimum wage? Now, am I being too unkind here, uh, Cameron Bagri? Because I think this is going to be a real impost on small business, and I'm not um, uh, decrying people at the lower end of the scale getting paid more, but perhaps I heard a cafe owner this morning talking to Kerry Woodham on ZB saying uh, their staff was earning more than the cafe owner. So what's wrong? Well, what's wrong is at the moment we've got an inflation problem and inflation's a thief that we need to put back in jail and what's starting to unfold is that old sort of 1970s inflation playbook where inflation goes up so that means everybody wants a pay increase to keep up with inflation. That forces up business costs and then prices move up on the other side, that drives inflation and it's like the mouse on the exercise wheel we keep going round and round and round. Yeah, Louis? People want to maintain their, their standard of living, so we want wages to sort of keep up. But we've got a fundamental problem at the moment. And central banks are literally petrified of that wage inflation spiral starting to, to take hold. It's not just the direct effects of putting up wages at the minimum level. It's, you know, $25 an hour becomes $26.50. Yeah, $28 becomes $29.50. Yeah, good luck with the government with their wage bargaining negotiations over the next 12 to 24 months with teachers, nurses, Defence Force, police across the public service because their opening number is now 7.2. Yeah, so more government spending that adds to inflation. Yeah, personally, if you, if you want to put, we want to put people uh, money in people's pockets that are most in need. So you'd be using working for families, and you'd be t- using the tax system to do it, as opposed to creating this bow wave push. Going to drive up Absolutely. Well, surely the answer would be uh, uh, addressing the tax bracket creep. Uh, because, uh, you, as you said to me off air, some people on the minimum wage could now be nudging the 30 cent tax bracket, which seems rather bizarre. It's just the government not wanting to reduce its take. Well, bizarre is the polite word. I'd, I'd call it a little bit more like absurd. Yeah, but I, I don't call it yet. Adjusting the tax bracket to me, is removing what I call tax thievery. Now, people talk about tax cuts, but forget about tax cuts, but we do need to fix the tax thievery, which is the impact of people shifting up into a high tax bracket. Now, that delivers to the government every year this number, which is around $500 billion a year and what we call fiscal drag. It's just an easy way of clipping people for more money by not adjusting that tax bracket, but it's something that needs to take place, and it needs to take place pretty soon. Well, you're no longer rich in this country if you earn what is what is 33 cent uh, bracket kicking at what 70 is it? It's at 70, yeah. and I think the 30 cents one's 48. I think off the top of my head. Yeah, well, if you, uh, let me just do the maths on the minimum wage. If you were a real grafter and you worked uh, every hour that God sent, you can creep into that that thirty percent uh, tax bracket. Look, they good to see them get rid of the RNZ TVNZ merger. What a waste of time and money that was. A hate speech. I'll put to one side uh, the jobs tax, the income insurance scheme. Now that would have been a huge cost on business. I'm glad to see that one go. Yeah, so we. We're starting to see a little bit more pragmatism coming in, but of course we're we're seeing the other stuff as well. You know, they rolled over with the minimum wage, yeah, the, the fuel subsidy extension. Yeah, great for certain parts of the industry, but that's another seven hundred million dollars that's just been thrown onto the inflationary bonfire. Yes, that fuel subsidy extension is going to help keep inflation artificially low for another sort of 
six months, but at some stage it's, it's got to yeah, come Yeah, but, but hang on, Cam. Look, rich people filling up their boat get the fuel tax discount. Well, that's, well, that's, yeah, exactly. And, it's not and, targeted. And, that, and that's why I just think it's, it's silly policy. If people like me are getting the benefit of that fuel subsidy extension, and we shouldn't. You, know, you should have taken the fuel subsidy off and once again use the tax system or use working for families as a mechanism to actually target those most in need that are suffering the most from the so-called cost of living crisis or just inflation. Hey, uh, just to finish on, we've we've already spoken to Emma Higgins from Rabobank. They've released, and you probably haven't read it, it's just hot off the press, their agribusiness outlook for 2023, and they're talking about a lot of the uh, headwinds or wildcard factors, as Emma calls them, the reopening of China and uh, inflation, market signals for lower zero emissions products and the New Zealand election campaign. Just on that inflation one, the rest of the globe seems to be getting on top of it, but we aren't. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a function of, yeah, to be fair in New Zealand, I don't think we've got the same sort of competitive forces that you got in, in the United States. But, you know, it's, inflation is coming down. Inflation is not going away. Yeah, if you look at what's driving a lot of inflation at the moment, it's come from what's called service sector inflation. And a big driver of service sector inflation is what's called unit labour costs, which reflect tightness across the labour market. And so goods sector inflation, your trading in goods, is coming down. But the real battle here for central banks around the globe is service inflation. And if you ever look at unemployment rates in the United States, unemployment in the United States got down to a 53-year low uh, last week. Yeah, so people are now starting to think maybe the US Federal Reserve and other central banks, they've got a bit of a job ahead of them in regard to maybe not lifting interest rates too much further, but certainly not cutting interest rates anytime soon. Now, as financial markets are anticipating, interest rates could start coming down the back after 2023, 2024. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think interest rates are going to remain up for a bit of longer because, you know, the, the inflation... Yeah, what we're facing here, it is a war, it is not a battle. You know, what we're now starting to see is a headline inflation coming down. Well, that's that's winning a bit of a battle. There's a whole lot more battles ahead because you've still got to get inflation back to 2%. And inflation's a long way away from 2%. Yeah, and high interest rates bites everyone on the backside. Cameron Bagri, thanks as always for your time on the country. Appreciate it. All the best, Jamie.